The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today we're going to talk about video marketing strategies. Joining us is Chris Metter, who is the VP of Marketing at Wistia, which is a video marketing firm that specializes in helping SMBs build brand trust and authenticity, particularly in the remote hybrid world. He's also the brains behind the newly launched show business video series and certification, which helps marketers understand how to craft a video strategy and create brand connections. Yesterday, Chris and I talked about leveraging video to build brand trust and authority in today's post-COVID world. And today we're going to do a case study talking about implementing video campaigns in a remote work situation. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Chris Metter, VP of Marketing at Wistia. Chris, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me back. I didn't screw up day one, so I'm glad to be back on day two. You're on thin ice, buddy. Respect. Take it easy. Talk slow. No, I'm kidding. I loved yesterday's conversation. Specifically, we covered a lot of ground talking about how video has changed and how the amount of fidelity you need when you're really investing in that expensive video, how long it should be, and when you can get away with more user-generated content, lower fidelity, more like, you know, this is the real real of what work looks like at my company. So let's go through a little case study here. I want to talk about implementing video campaigns. One of the things that happened over the last year is the world was hit with this terrible virus called the coronavirus. It's a global pandemic. Have you heard of it? No. Can you tell me more about it? No. (laughs) And when the coronavirus happened, we all had to go and sit at our desks and lock ourselves in a room and can't be outside and can't see anybody else. It's been absolutely miserable for me personally. But that means that you can't be recording video with people. You can't be in person in a room in a studio with a camera in front of them. So if I want to launch a video campaign, we're actually doing this here at the MarTech podcast. We're basically using videos for marketing, trying to you know put some videos on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, because that's the medium that Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, everybody else wants to see to actually show our ads. But I can't actually record a video or have a director shooting conversations with me and someone else. So how do I produce a video strategy without actually being able to be in the same room as somebody? I think we have to acknowledge how we thought about video pre-COVID wasn't right. And I think to acknowledge that, we have to look at the life cycle, the journey video has been on. 
years ago, it was all about our homepage and our website and how do we build that out? How do you use that as a destination and as a channel? And that's where the high quality homepage video and really thinking about video there became important. But what we saw was that it wasn't necessarily, you still have to drive traffic to it. And then at the same time, you had social platforms building that basically said, we can push out video for you at a lower cost from a media standpoint, but just give us your assets and we will do all the work for you. And that was, I worked for one of those companies. So obviously I agreed with that strategy. He worked for Facebook, everybody. I did, I did. (laughs) I was gonna let someone else say it. But I think the truth is, is then what we did was we essentially asked another platform to do the work for us. And we asked another platform to deliver value for our video. And frankly, those platforms, while very important part of advertising, are not necessarily built for building brands in the same way. In general, your video views are gonna go down pretty quickly after three to six seconds. And three to six seconds might be great for a reminder, or it's a part of your mix, but that can't be your whole video strategy because in the end, three to six seconds doesn't really do a lot for you. So I think one of the things that we are very focused on, and frankly, we heard this when we did a kind of a state of SMB marketing last year to better understand our customers, what they were struggling with, And what we heard resounding was, our budgets are down, but I need to invest more in my owned digital channels, including my site. So I think more and more, you're seeing marketers, and I'm going to include us as part of it, starting to invest in our site and starting to recognize that if I'm going to create more content, I need to actually make sure my site is part of that marketing process. Like it's not, oh yeah, you can click through at some point. Wouldn't that be nice? But actually it's part of that cycle we're trying to drive. So we can use social platforms and advertising platforms as awareness, but then how are we driving back to our own site for full views? Because on our own site, we can better understand where are people dropping off in viewing? Are they watching to the end? Where can we actually drop in a gate for an email capture or information capture? Where does it make sense? Are they not even clicking on it? Like we have a better sense of what engagement looks like and more importantly, can tell a fuller story. What I'm hearing from you is if you're trying to build awareness, you got to go where the people are and you're using video. Let's be honest. It's the social media platforms and I'll group YouTube in there as well as user generated content, whether you call YouTube social or not. But I'm putting my videos, my content onto YouTube. If they're longer form videos, if they're education, if they're how to, or if I'm trying to sell a product, I'm doing some sort of awareness building video campaign which is a 15 to 30 second video that tries to highlight the, grab someone's attention. Hey everybody, look at this video right here. I just literally went on a Fiverr and had somebody produce a video and it's all just quick flashy cuts and color blasts and put it on YouTube. And all it says is the MarTech podcast is where you can hear experts talk about marketing to grow business and career success. But it's like those words are flashing with pictures behind it and bells and whistles and fireworks. And all it is is like when you're scrolling through your Facebook feed, I just want something that's going to grab your attention, something that's going to be thumb stopping. So you read the copy around the freaking video. And then once you do that, I'm trying to get you to understand where the call to action is. And if you're in market, maybe you'll click and listen to the podcast. So the top of the funnel here is grabbing someone's attention and video is great for that. Give me the tips on how to produce those videos cheaply, effectively. I think you need to be very clear and you need to walk in with a very tight vision, a very clear view of what's the story, what's the script, how does that come together? Because I think where video production goes off the rails 
is you walk in with an idea, but then say, oh, we'll figure this out. We'll do it live. We're just going to record interviews, whatnot. And then suddenly you have incremental costs when you realize you haven't gotten what you needed from a footage standpoint. And I think that, frankly, the best way to manage costs is to walk in with a really good plan and very clear plan and very achievable. And then from there, recognizing what you can do and what you can't do and working within those constraints. It's actually part of the reason why I came to Wistia. It was the first original series Wistia created called 110-100. Came out a few years ago, but it's still live on our site. And that was, we worked with a production company and basically took the same idea and three budgets and then had people vote on which was the better execution of the idea. And what you realized was the lower budget one people loved because you can still be creative, but you have to walk in with a very clear idea of what you need to communicate and a very clear plan. That's a great way to communicate whether you want low fidelity, medium fidelity, or high fidelity. When you're doing the 15 second Facebook advertising video, is that a 110 or a 100? It is a cut down of whichever one you have. No, no, no. I'm starting from scratch. Do I need to put $1,000 into this video, $100 into the video, or $10 into the video? Well, I'm still going to answer your question the same way. You're not going to catch me. Is that whichever one you go with, you're doing a cut down for social. I think this is part of the issue we get into a little bit, is we think about all these platforms differently. So we say we have to produce for this platform, produce for this platform, produce for this platform, versus starting with a, what do I want to tell? And then how do I make sure I shoot enough that allows me to create for all of these different experiences with what I originally shoot? Because what we were talking about earlier, if social is about the awareness, the bells and whistles, basically what you should be getting is the best six seconds plus additional nine seconds after that, but recognize the majority of your views will happen in six seconds and really making sure that you're creating that cut down of the content you already have. And that's enticing enough to want to pull you over. So I really think about it in terms of the full journey. And that's when I talk about going in with the full plan. Because I think the issue we get is we go, let's create for social. We create for social. We spend this money. And then we go, great. Well, I created this content. It's in vertical, which means it's not going to work on my site. Okay, now I need to do it again. And suddenly you have not made the dollars that you have go as far by having the right pre-plan. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. 
Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. I hear you. And maybe the 110-100 metaphor isn't perfect in terms of gauging the fidelity. What you're saying is pick 110 or 100 from the start, but have a sense of what you're trying to accomplish from your entire video strategy. So when you shoot, you're going to get your social video, you're going to get your homepage video, you're going to get your explainer videos all in one shot. You're going to get your intros and outs for webinars. You're going to get your open for a sales follow-up call that they want or a close that they want or the initial video that they're showing in a sales call. Now that video is in every part of the journey, you're actually making sure that you've shot enough footage in order to recut for every part of that journey. I think to directly answer your question, I'm not a big believer in spending big money in video production for social as a bespoke execution. I just don't think it's necessary. I just think that, frankly, that with six seconds, you just need to make something that catches the eye and engages. And often, look, we all are users of these platforms. They have tools in which you can play with to allow you to create that and whatnot. So I don't look at social as like the how much we should spend on. But I think part of what happens, though, is I think a lot of marketers do think about spending more on social because that's where the bulk of the impressions are. And I think that that's a misconception. Just because the bulk of the impressions against the video is in social doesn't equate to the amount of people who are impressed. It doesn't mean that like you're actually driving the greatest brand awareness Those are mass reach platforms. So of course, you're going to have the most impressions, but they're not, I would say, the most meaningful engagement platforms, which is really going to be your own site or your own channels in which you can tell that more complete story you want to tell. So let's walk down the funnel stage. You go from your Facebook ads. I got somebody interested. I grabbed their attention. They're going to click my call to action. They're going to get to some sort of a digital property. They're going to my website. They're going to my app, what have you. Now I want to have another video of some sort that is describing the general product or services and moves them beyond just the awareness stage into some sort of engagement phase. This feels like it should be a longer video. The explainer video is how I think of it. Again, you know, 110, 100, that feels like something that you should put a little budget into because, you know, you're really making your longer case for somebody to engage with their brand once they've kind of like stepped into your house. You want the living room to look nice. Absolutely. I mean, I think one thing that is really exciting, especially for B2B marketers, is that with everything moving to video, we have more stories we're now allowed to tell. So many of our stories we had to tell, had to get very quick to what our product does and delivers, which is incredibly important. But I also think what's really exciting is like the innovations you're seeing in how corporate America works is so much being driven in B2B companies, whether it be this new hybrid world we're entering or different perks or how we think about employee management, DE&I efforts. I'm so impressed by not just Wistia, but other companies in terms of what we're doing, DE&I. Tell me what DE&I is. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. So for us, the efforts we're doing, not just in terms of driving that, but also we're creating content to talk about our journey, about what we're learning about our other customers' journey. So to where you were going, one thing that we're excited about is we're creating podcasts about how to create a better workplace, hearing from other companies on what they're doing to create a better workplace, 
We're using social to drive folks who want to listen to our site so we can better capture their information, understand who's coming in. And then from there, we're driving them to their platform of listenership. So whether it's Spotify, Apple, Overcast, wherever it is you listen, listen to where you listen, but we at least want to understand where traffic's being driven to and more importantly, who those folks are. And then from there, once they listen, the goal is then to bring them further down, like let us show you more about our company, or sometimes it's a let us show you more about how you can create your own content. But I bring this up as an example, because three years ago, that introduction would have been, we're Wistia, we're a video hosting and marketing platform, and let's talk to you about it. Where now we can be like, hey, we're Wistia, we've struggled with this thing, we've made some strides, we've learned some things, we want to share that with you bring you along in our journey. Oh, and as we're bringing you along on our journey, we want to tell you a little bit more about the company. And there's just like more time now to tell those stories and build those connections. Because I also believe that customers more and more are making their purchase decisions based upon who a company is, not just what a company does. And with all this content and where you can fit it, you have more room to tell those stories. Yeah, I think to me, what you're talking about here is using video in the nurture stage and continuing to build the relationship with your customers by showing them not only that one explainer video, but whether it's features or case studies or use cases or diversity and inclusion and, and, and all the things that your company does well, right? All of those different proof points of why you're the organization someone should go with can be distributed over a longer period of time. And you're not just upfront sell, 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 selling, selling. At some point, you do get to the bottom of the funnel. Talk to me about using video for your direct response. What actually drives sales and conversions? We are seeing that our product videos are driving very strong conversion. That getting quick into, here's how the product works. One of the ways that we've created them is we've taken some of the... To the example I made in terms of pre-planning all the footage you need to hit, is we have some sort of more highly produced or more interesting intro. And from there, we can then create more custom content that is a deep dive into how the product works, whether it's screen shares, whatever it might be, but actually using some produced content and combining it with either live to tape or whatnot content like product screener attached to it. So yeah, we're finding a lot of tests there. And also that allows us to leverage the assets we created earlier while customizing our product pieces. Because as we all know, the product changes every six months or whatnot. And we just need to update that video to match new designs, new fonts, new layouts, new functionality, whatever it might be. So to summarize some of what we talked about here, there's that awareness stage. It's about sex appeal. It's about being flashy and getting someone's attention and basically getting that first click. And you got six-ish seconds to show them something that grabs attention and drives some engagement to try to get them basically to the video that's going to give them the deeper dive. You get into that explainer video and that's kind of like the, hey, here's the summary. Here's the universe that we play on. Here's the general problem that we're trying to solve and how we approach the solution. And if you want more details, let us give them to you. And there's some sort of probably email capture or wave that you can continue the relationship, follow us on social or what have you. You're making sure you're messaging. There's more content like this we're creating for you. Sign up in order to hear more of these stories. So there's a reason why they want to engage to continue on. We get into that nurture stage and now you're taking apart how you solve the problem. Hey, we believe in diversity and inclusion. Hey, this is some of the ways that we approach the problem. Here's the different customers that we serve. Here's 
just general proof points, social proof validation that this is the type of company and the type of organizations that you want to work with. And then when you get to the bottom of funnels, yo, here's the product. Here's how it works. Here's why you want to buy this because it's going to help you do it now. Here's the problem it is solving for you. And recognizing that I think often with product videos, why sometimes they don't work is actually how they're created is product videos go quickly into how the product works versus a reminder of here's the problem you have and here's the solution that we have for it. And I know that it sounds like a small nuance, but that pivot is a pretty big pivot because if you can start up front by being very clear with like, here's the problem that you have, marketer, customer, whoever it might be, then they're more likely to go, oh, okay, well, I want to see what you have to say about that. Versus you saying, I want to talk about myself, you're going to have more people being like, okay, thanks. Sure, tell me more about yourself. So I do think that how you build it and how you keep your customer first, they want compelling content. How do you give them compelling content? They want more compelling content. How do you allow them to sign up for it? They have problems they need to solve. What are some answers that you have that can solve it? And how are you continuing to think about them and then building that content journey that makes them realize, oh, you built something for me. That's awesome. That's fantastic you're going to solve this problem I've had. And now I'm excited to aspire to create what originally brought me into this funnel. So Chris, before we let you go, you've launched a video series that basically walks people through how to do this and also create a certification. Just tell me a little bit about the show business series. You know, it's funny. Show business is one of these series that we've been sitting on for a few months now. Part of it being is that it was a little more challenging to finish it during COVID, but also we wanted to figure out the right way in which to launch it. So in it, we've created a 20-part series that goes through all the elements of show creation from ideation to distribution to promotion and then analytics and return on investment. And we brought in experts who work at the company, but also industry experts to really talk about how they think about all of these stages, what they're doing. We've taken all this content and we've built a course. And in this course, the content's fun, it's compelling, it's a little cheeky. And then we've created a course around it that just gives more information, insights, tools. You know, we've given a lot of our own assets that we use, whether it might be production sheets or whatever it might be. And then what we've given the opportunity is for marketers or whoever to go through this series, take a quiz or two, it's not that hard, and then to be certified in show creation, and then to highlight that certification on the channel of their liking. So we're excited for this because the number one question we get asked by our customers and potential customers is, how do I create something? And it's the hardest question to answer, but also the most important. So we're trying new ways in order to inspire our own customers to aspire to create this. So yeah, everyone should check it out. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. Chris, I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate you telling us the real real on how to create video strategies. I appreciate you for talking about these things because we're in the start of a new era of marketing. And I think it's just really exciting. And so I think video plays a big role. So thank you for talking about this. And thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Chris Metter, the VP of Marketing at Wistia. If you'd like to hear more from Chris, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His company's handle is Wistia, W-I-S-T-I-A. Or you can visit his company's website, which is Wistia.com. And if you're interested in the show business course and certification, you can go to Wistia.com slash show dash business.
Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.